This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to our Bethesda E3 uh, press conference wrap-up. Uh, this is the Player One team. Uh, I'm Justin, and we've got uh, Jared here. Hello, everybody. Alex. Hello. And Sam. Hey. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we just watched the Bethesda presser, um, and we'll, we'll get into sort of our, um, like our ratings of it later, but um, what did you guys think? Uh, there was some really interesting stuff. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a few things I missed because I came in late, and I just want to also uh, praise you guys, like give you all uh, thanks and stuff, because you guys have been here since when this morning? Uh, about 5.30ish. It's not that long. Yeah, well done, guys. Uh, Alex, did you, what did you think? Quick quick hot take on the Bethesda I press conference? Good. I thought it was good. I enjoyed Bethesda. I enjoyed some look at the new Quake game. And whatnot. Yeah, it seemed seemed to flow quick better than the EA once. So yeah. What do you think? It's impossible not to compare it to EA's considering it was on the same day. Um I I mentioned earlier on Twitter that I've never been like particularly attached to any of like Bethesda's IPs, but mm-hmm. they've given me a reason to care this year. Yeah, I think they did a really good job at showing off some of the stuff that they, they had. Um and and we were just going to sort of go through chronologically the first game that well they started off the press conference with like a PC loading screen, mm. um, and this sort of got missed in the presser. But it had some pe- uh, people on NeoGAF actually pulled that screen out, uh, and they believe that it's teasing a new Wolfenstein game, which so, is a pretty cool way of doing it. Like considering like the age of the internet and sort of people picking apart bits and pieces for Easter eggs like that. Like yeah, um, it's pretty cool. There was a date attached to that as well, right? Uh, no, the date was blocked out, but there were, okay. it had the names of other games that Bethesda has put out mm-hmm. and had like de- their release dates there. So that's why people are saying, oh, maybe this is a new game that they haven't yeah. actually That's a good way of yet. just saying, we're doing this thing. We don't have anything to show everybody just yet, but we're definitely doing it's it. It's better than getting up there and doing like your studio head chatting about how, oh, we're making a... We're making a yeah. uh, game, and it's it's going to be cool. And in three years, we'll show you something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they then went straight into a quake trailer, like literally straight into it. There was no there's no hold up at all. And I've never played Quake, and mm. Sam, I believe you've never played Quake. Yeah, I- I've only seen it played. So we might throw this over to uh, the Quake expert, <laughs> our Alex. resident Quake expert. Yeah. Because you've played more Quake than the rest of us. Yeah, I've played a bit of Quake. I've also played a bit of Quake 3. And to be honest, what they showed was more reminiscent of Quake 3 than it was of the when, than it was of like the original Quake. Because <laughs> it seemed more arena-based than anything. Whereas yeah. the original Quake was... The original Quake was basically a Doom reskin. Right. Whereas Quake 3 was much more arena-based, much more different game. And the thing about Quake and like its enduring legacy is that whole um, un- untapped frame limits, untapped CPU, just run. You can run as fast as it possibly can on your machine. Yeah. See, see, that's what a lot of that's what I think. San was saying that he didn't particularly enjoy about Quake is because it's so fast and whatnot. Yeah. I never just, noticed the speed. Oh, compared to a lot of shooters, it's incredibly fast and like 
Um, one of the things that they touched on, which has is probably going to be an ongoing theme at E3 this year, is the fact that they're going for you know an esport, the competitive market. Yeah, I mean, as as they also mentioned, the esport, the competitive thing for Quake is still alive despite it being yeah. like ye- yeah old. They, there was an esports re- uh, mentioned very quickly in this, mm. um, which I guess is not surprising because if you're making something like that, it's going to have esport like features to it and esport e- e- potential. Um, we haven't really seen a shooter esport work though. Uh, no, CSGO is probably is probably really the, successful. Okay, as well as like Overwatch is doing all right. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, that's just started. So, yeah, like there's we'll a see how that sort of that. goes. Yeah, yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, but but on top of that, there's COD, like um is like the quintessential um shooter esport. Um, so yeah, like they they've been around for a while, and even Quake had a scene. Quake continues to have a scene. Okay. They have um an annual tournament at QuakeCon every year. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like it's a new thing. I think it's just they're not as big. Yeah, it's it's not it's not what everybody thinks when they think esport, and I think that's where you're coming from. I guess so. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, what I thought was really interesting was this seemed to have like all the different people in this trailer had different powers and abilities. So yeah, it's, like. They didn't want to say class-based. They talked about not wanting to say a class-based shooter, but it is. Yeah, right? and, and well, that's, it looks that way. And that's what kind of bothered me the most because, in all the, like, for my memories of Quake, it's been a while since I played it. But like, it wasn't really class-based. It was more skill-based than anything. Mm. Yeah, like mm. all the all the you you got the same thing. You could pick up these weapons or you couldn't, depending on where you were. And you were fighting people who were playing the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And I get that class systems are the way that, to go now because they allow for different players to get into it more more readily. So like you've got the more defensive players choosing defensive, more defensive characters and whatnot. Or if you've got somebody who wants to play support, there's a medic role. Yeah. Or you've got someone that likes standing back and sniping people. You've always got a sniper. Well, it will character. be interesting to see um, what the competitive mode of, cho- like, of choice is and if that locks off you know, your character options at all. Yeah. If you can all play, like, just the default class if there happens to be one and then there are just weapon pickups. Um, but it's hard to say. Um, they basically said tune in to, to QuakeCon, which will be in August for, for more information. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, like, they... Other than just the, like, cinematic mm. setup, because it wasn't in-game. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not no. in-game. Um. They, which was just sort of like a character show off and a weapon show off. Yeah, but I mean, it's a cool way to start your press to, to oh, start yeah. the press conference is just to go, bam, something you didn't know we were going to do, and the and trail was pretty good. It gets the energy up having watched it now. Mm. I'm excited to see how this plays, and I would like to give it a go. I'm yeah. excited to play more Quake, guys. Yeah. Woo Girl was very excited. About <laughs> oh, <this no>. <laughs> um, so, if you haven't seen the Bethesda E3 press conference, there was a a very excited audience member sitting in the front row, or there we, we're assuming yeah. near the front anyway, um, who was wooing at everything. Um, and basically, she has been dubbed Woo Girl by most of the internet. And yeah. at one stage, she was like, she was like, what? Yes, yeah, yeah, so it was a very loud what at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was Quake Champions. Um, and then uh, they they touched on some like awards and uh, like mods and 
uh, touching on SnapMap, which is a like a piece of software that was developed for Doom, which basically makes it moddable. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's, it's so you really, can build your own arenas and stuff, which yeah. is pretty cool. It's really cool, like in the console, because you just load it up and just boom, there you go, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a cool name. It's just a fun name to say, SnapMap. Yeah, um, but yeah, SnapMap. Oh, they, I think but, that stuff is really cool for um, young kids to learn about game design, and it gets them sort of also the gap gets them also thinking about, about it on that level at least. I'd, I'd also yeah, like but, to mention that the fact that the Doom level building has been around since the first one. Well, yeah, it's nothing yeah. new. But this was, I believe, this is a much easier yeah. method to building levels. Oh, don't get me wrong. And I like the idea that you can build single-player levels. Yeah, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, they they touched on that briefly before going into Elder Scrolls Legends, which was announced last year at E3. should just mention as well, they announced Doom single-player DLC, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so... Elder Scrolls Legend, uh, free-to-play collectible card game. They announced today that it will have a single-player story featuring uh, a character who is only known as a, a moth priest. Um, and basically, they dove into a cinematic. Um, and shortly after that, there was a bit of like uh, a bit of lag with the stream. Um, but basically, the guy said that there was going to be choice and upgrading your cards and all like the the general wear and tear stuff. Um, and there'd be um, AI and PvP modes, and that you can sign up for the beta, and it's actually coming to a bunch of um, mobile platforms. So all the major ones from memory. I'm not yeah. sure if they said Windows. They did not. I remembered. Yeah, well, I, because I, I have a Windows phone, yeah. so I pay attention to that. Um, but it's coming to all um, the other yeah. major mobile platforms. Oh, uh, what fair. legends? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Windows is just a tiny market share, yeah. and so it's not really worth developing. I mean, for. I mean, it, it really it, with the mobile market, it really is just Apple and Android, and then yeah. the rest are very, very small fragments. Did- yeah, especially with um, Windows 10 phone, it's basically the same operating system you have on uh, Windows 10 desktop. Yeah. So developing for one app is like developing for the other, and nobody likes developing Windows apps for the Windows Store because it's garbage so, so like quick question i'm not sure if we mentioned this but we did we mention that doom got a, a demo basically oh yeah they're um putting out the first level yeah you can doom. play the first level yeah, um, like we're, we're going in chronological order friends i thought that was in chronological order no, no. oh but um oh. i i took detailed notes friends. i'm sorry okay. but like sorry. i just thought we were, i thought they announced it after the snap map thing um so I'm excited for Elder Scrolls Legends. Like I'm mm. a pretty big Elder Scrolls fan, um, and I like card games. Particularly, yeah. um, I like the one that was in The Witcher Three. So I'm I'm keen to see this, and I bet it's probably going to be free to play. So yeah, well, it is free to play. Oh, Sweet. cool. Then yeah, I'll get, I'll at least give it a try. Yeah, I'm really keen to hear what you think about it. I'll, I will make sure to let you know. Um, but yeah, uh, they have opened up beta applications, so um, you can go sign up for that after you make a Bethesda account. Um, just letting you know, you have to have a capital letter, a lowercase letter, and numbers in your password. Pain the butt. Um, <laughs> well, that's sort of reasonable, though. It's a pain in the butt. Okay. Um, so they... I, I'm pretty sure this was announced already, but they showed off um, the Fallout 4 uh, DLC... Um, featuring vault tech contraption and a wasteland sort of uh, themed, uh, like theme park. Yeah, New. What is it? Um, Newtown. Yeah, that seems like a lot of fun. Um, really keen for this stuff because it's this. It's mostly cosmetic stuff. Um, well, oh, sorry, not 
Nuka Town or something. Something yeah. about Nuka Cola, one of the puns based off that. Yeah, there's um, weapon racks and contraptions, so you can build conveyor belts and elevators and things. You, there's armor racks, so you can display all your cool armor. There's tracks, so you can get um, Ruberg machines, I guess. Um, I'm keen to see what other people can make with that because there's no way I'm messing with that shit. That's so much more complicated than I need in my game. Um, a vault tech, build your own vaults. I will be doing that to experiment on random dwellers. That seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, but- they, they, I wasn't I wasn't into it until they showed the experiment on dwellers, and I was like, okay, no, they're actually going to give you the proper like vault tech experience. Yeah. So, so what are they bringing in terms of contraptions? They briefly mentioned that, but I didn't see anything that sort of made me go, "Oh, that's definitely a contraption." Uh, conveyor belts, sorting machines, and oh, the okay, ball that's tracks. what they meant by that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And yeah, the for Vault Tech stuff, it seems like the same sort of building mechanics that we're used to in Fallout Four. It looks really cool. Um, and yeah, Nuka World is the uh, theme yeah. park. It looks real dusty. <laughs> Everything looks looks real dusty though. So I don't know how much fun we can have on uh, in there, but I'm keen to check it out. Uh, Fallout Shelter is getting a massive upgrade. Mm. Uh, looks really cool. More quests, uh, that more sort quest of thing. Lines, yeah. Um, uh, overhauled um, UI, red rocket thing. There's new enemies, um, new combat system, so you can make your dwellers individually target specific enemies, which is pretty cool. New characters, which the game pretty needs because there's so few of them. And it's coming to PC, which well, means I can play it. Yeah, that that's cool. Um, <laughs> it, it's I don't it's know. whatever. Like... I, got, I got burnt out on Fallout Shelter because, like, it, it's got that problem that a lot of iPhone games or mobile games that are like this have, which is that there's not like yeah, once, once you, you get start to the end doing game? once you start doing a start stuff, there's not actually a lot of depth to it. It's just doing the same things over and over and managing bars. Well, I like doing that, and I haven't been able to do it in six months, so I'm looking forward to doing yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll probably go back and check it out with the new content because I'm I'm keen to see that. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Yeah, no. but um, yeah, that is coming to um PC on July the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So that's something to look forward to if you busted your phone and can't can't and- play. the The big thing that got um. Was it leaked or was it just rumoured that um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim Special Edition? It's so, hard to tell what was rumoured and what was fact at this yeah. point. There, it, it was like there was a rumour going around that there was going to be something with Skyrim and then yeah. there was like a uh, f- fact about something to do with Skyrim and then, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's sort everybody of a wants mixture of a, the two. Yeah, everybody wants a new Skyrim game yeah. because... They want a new world to explore. Yeah, but, but I think people were more hoping there was going to be Elder Scrolls V Skyrim 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or something equally badly named rather yeah. than what we've got. But like Swamp thing? Yeah, I mean, so I jokingly said that it should be the Elder Scrolls Six Swamp Place, which would be Black Marsh. Um, but I think what they did, which, which is a, re, uh, a remaster of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, is fine. Like, yeah. there's still going to be people who haven't played it or who want to go back and play it. But, uh, who have moved on to newer consoles and can't play it anymore but would like to. But the cool thing that they're doing is they're adding um, mod support for yeah. consoles. Yeah. And Which that was, great. like, 
that's what's probably going to lead me to get this, um, as well as I never played the DLC. And who doesn't want to get Thomas the Macho Dragon? <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I might get it for remastered... Oh, sorry, uh, what was it? Uh, remastered Artifacts and Volumetric God Rays and Dynamic Depth of Field and... Um, snow shaders. Snow shaders. I suppose that, like, the thing that someone mentioned online that I just read and whatnot was that if you're on PC... It's basically what mods have been able to do for years now. Yes. They've been able to... Do, whereas if you're on a console, it's a big difference. Whereas if you're on PC, it's like... Yeah. yeah. But there's still a lot of people who, yeah. for whatever reason, whether it's they can't afford to or whether it's just that they don't like playing games on a PC, won't have Skyrim yeah. on PC. And to that, this is just saying, hey, you can have yeah. this on your new console and you can have it yeah. with mods and everything I'm not, else. I'm not, saying that it's, I'm not saying that it's not a good move by yeah. them. No, Especially I considering, like the up, like people who, when they upgrade, sometimes get rid of their old consoles. They're like, "Man, I like Skyrim. I wish I could play it and, some more." And if they put this, you know, at the right price, whatever that ends up being, they'll get people who bought it before who are like, "Oh, cool! Now I can play it with mods." Because there are some, there are well, some amazing mods. Or if they didn't play it with DLC, yeah, yeah. But Definitely um, that. yeah, like at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's an update, and I felt like they spent just the right amount of time on it. Like, yeah. Compared to EA, just touching on that again, like the pacing was pretty immaculate up until like there was a big um, gap when they started talking about Dishonored Two, which uh, AP Michael noticed and really, really disliked. Well, I think I think me and you, Sam, we both sort of mentioned this as we were watching it, which was that people may not be excited about this, but they're only spending like three minutes yeah. on this. It's just like quick video to say this is the new stuff that's in it, and they we're showed. Moving on. They showed rather than told. Yep. And that was really, really cool. And they did that thing where they showed what it looked like on PS3 and 360 and showed what the upgrade actually meant. Yeah. So so that's called the Special Edition. So that's uh, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim Special Edition. They're not calling it Remastered, whatever. Um, and then there was a, a bit of a surprise. Um, a game called Prey, um, which we discovered through very tentative research that it's a, a, a reboot, question mark? So there was a game originally put out on the Xbox 360 called Prey, which had been in development since 1995 and was made by 2K. Yeah. Or published by 2K. Now, somehow those publishing rights have ended up with Bethesda. Yeah. So so this is Prey with an E, by the way, not an A. Yes. Uh, P-R-E-Y. Um, and it was long rumoured that they were going to make Prey 2. Um, in fact, there was really strong rumours that they were going to announce it two years ago. Yeah. Um, and then what they've shown instead is... Just a new prey. Yeah. Which looks really cool. Um, my understanding of the original prey is limited, but it sounds rather like they're, it's telling us like similar features to the original prey. You're mm. in space, you're fighting monsters on a spaceship, um, those psychological aspects. It, look, the trailer looks good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was definitely pre-rendered, not in-engine uh, in footage, but there's some striking visuals there and it made me very curious as to what is going on in this world yeah and given that it seems like it's going to be a uh, like a story driven game like there's tons of room to explore given that this is its announcement trailer um so from what we know you're you're a person named uh morgan set in the future you're at a space station and of course everything goes wrong there's an alien threat and you have to deal with it with the tools at the station. Um, it's going to be released on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much all the information that we have so far. But um, everything that we know, we've seen in the trailer. So you can go search for that. That's Prey. Um, um, it and looks then, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next up on the list is Doom. So they touched on Doom in a few different aspects. They touched on uh, Doom Snap Map. Um, so they're introducing a more free updates, which includes props, weapons, and themes, including the, the theme of hell, which I, I'm assuming is the aesthetic for, for your level. Um, mm-hmm. They're adding new multiplayer modes, which are Doom spins on classic multiplayer modes. I believe they announced three, and um, they're also going to do um, a pr- like premium content, so basically DLC, um, called Unto Evil, which also includes items, armors, and a new playable demon. And as we touched on before, um, starting tonight, uh, there's going to be a for for a week. There's going to be a free demo of the first level. So if you haven't picked up Doom, have a you can have a go um, in the next week. Um, so that's for Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to be checking that out because I, mean, I would like to play Doom. There's just no reason not to. Exactly. Yeah, um, some of the multiplayer levels in the in the Doom look pretty good. Like, one of the modes that I remember they're introducing is, like, a single flag, capture the flag. Yeah. Which which kind of is a bit more like, I think, more like King of the Hill or something, but more with a flag type yeah. thing. But it looked interesting. Oh, uh, definitely uh, allow for very different sort of games and matches with your friends or your enemies, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean... You know, they're, they're, the premium content's going to add three new maps. Um, there's a lot of multiplayer content in there already, so hey, more, more, more yeah, stuff. More Doom stuff. for Doom players. Yeah, and I'm, Doom's fun. And it's cool that, you know, the developers are still supporting it, um, but yeah. I'd be worried if they weren't since yeah. it only yeah. came out a month ago. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, still announcing things. Yeah, like, that we didn't know was already happening. Yeah. That's true. Um, so next up, uh, a game that also has been supported... Um, for the past year, Elder Scrolls Online uh, gave itself quite a pat on the back, um, recognizing that it launched on consoles a year ago and has a sell- uh, 7 million players and it, apparently it's still spreading. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to encourage this spread, they're launching a Japanese server. So Now, now this was unclear, um, mm. and I know you did a little bit of a look around to see if you could find anything. Do we know yet if it's a, ja- a- like Japanese language version or is it a server or I assume it's both I can only assume that it's both like my understanding is you could play the game but right. you you would obviously have to play it in English and you would have to play on whatever servers are available right so okay. to my knowledge this is the launch of a Japanese server okay um they also announced that the Dark Brotherhood DLC would be coming this week to consoles and um, that they would be introducing uh, a new gameplay concept called One Tamriel, which basically means after the tutorial, you can auto-level. So there are no level restrictions. So you can play with whoever you want and essentially do whatever you want in-game. Which is really cool because um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Elder Scrolls Online or with the world of the Elder Scrolls, but... Super quick backstory, there are nine different realms, and each Elder Scrolls game has been set in a different realm. Mm. For example, Skyrim is in Skyrim, Oblivion was in, I can't remember the name of it, Morrowind was in Morrowind. Um, But Elder Scrolls Online, you could just go to any of them, but a lot of the ones that you hadn't been to in any of the Elder Scrolls games were very high leveled, so you had to play through a lot of the game to get to them. So now I'm just going to be able to go to the Swamp Place immediately, which is (laughs) very exciting. 
Um, and yeah, so they showed a, a trailer for the Dark Brotherhood DLC. Do you want to touch on that a little bit, Justin? So they, they specifically called out the Dark Brotherhood storyline in the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, which um, like a lot of people who play that game say that is the best of the storylines in that game. Mm. Uh, basically, the Dark Brotherhood, they're a murder cult. Um, that's probably the easiest way to describe <laughs> yeah. them is that yep. they're they're a dark cult and they go around and they kill people. Like Jared, you've played Elder Scrolls. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, murder cult. Yep. Um, and the, um, they have themselves. The Dark Brotherhood themselves have a very dark and gritty backstory. Yeah, um, just like that voiceover. Yeah. And, and my understanding is that so this gravely. is so this is like they're being added as a guild. I guess would be the MMO equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so yeah, it sounds like they're adding a whole storyline and everything to follow through with the Dark Brotherhood, mm. which is really cool because those tend to be really well done in game. Yeah, people really like the Dark Brotherhood or really hate them. So yeah. Um. Basically, this will give people an outlet. Yes. The, Dark, the Dark Brotherhood tends to be a lot more of a sneaking uh, mission style. Yeah. Um. Sneak in, kill a person, sneak out. Sometimes they'll set you the task of doing it without um, letting anybody know. So you get to experiment with some of the crazier stuff that Elder Scrolls let you do. Yeah. Um, cool. So it should be fun. Um, so it was unclear if um, the DLC is paid or not. And I, unfortunately, I'm not familiar with um, online. I, I believe it's free to play. Um, but the, not but sure about the I'm DLC. Sure about, I, thought I, he might have, the I thought he DLC. said the DLC was free. But that's off, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah, but regardless, he did specifically say that it was coming to consoles this week, so I guess we can find out in a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there was this brief moment, which was um, not really fleshed out that much, touching on Bethesda VR. Um, basically, they're bringing VR to Doom and Fallout 4. If yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna launch VR and experiment with it, why not pick the two franchises that you know people are gonna get behind? Yeah, definitely. And and the other thing that's going in their favour is that they're two very different franchises. Mm. Um, like you've got the one yeah. that's an RPG, and then you've got the one that Doom and the super fast shooter. So yeah. it gives their teams the chance to experiment with it as well and see what yeah. works for a shooter. And, and, and what the, works these for an two RPG. games and these two games pre-exist. Yes. So you're not making new content, which can can win you like it, it's convenient in terms of time and money, mm. but um the the experiences obviously aren't tailored to VR, which may prove interesting. And it wasn't 100% clear that these uh, would be experiences to launch in 2017. Yeah. And it's also not clear which VR. Uh, I thought they output. said they, they were for the PlayStation sure they said VR. The HTC oh, Vive. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that, they actually did <laughs> yeah. say the HTC Vive. Okay, they're outvoted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they touched on that, skimmed over it. Again, great pacing because. Yeah, yeah, I don't think any of us have VR money. Although, no. to be fair, what what they were advertising anyway was what, if you went to their booth, they had environments for you to look at. Yeah. Yeah. They had nothing playable. They just had environments. Oh, they, oh, they did. They, it sound, they seemed pretty clear that they were going to be putting something out in 2017. Yeah. They just weren't specific on what that would be. I actually got the impression that it was not going to be Fallout 4 or Doom like the game, it was going to be a somewhat guided tour through those environments yeah. and such, which makes it sound like a free product. And, and yeah, given... just to show off of the tech. Yeah, yeah, given that it's a show floor demo, that wouldn't surprise me. And then going to the the headliner, so to speak, um, which wasn't Blink-182. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Michael. 
Dishonored Two was um, basically just fleshed out and, and given and given a lot of time to be fleshed out. I would say about a third of the presser was devoted to this. They went for an hour, and this yeah, this was about twenty minutes. Mm. Um, I just want to say, Dishonored does have blink, blink. So Dishonored Two could have blink one eighty two, an upgraded version of that move <laughs> by by that many levels. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm. I haven't played the original Dishonored. Uh, mm. Actually, I played it very briefly, maybe for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't keen on Dishonored 2, so this was probably more Dishonored 2 than I really wanted to see at the end of the conference. But it looks really good, and I'm keen. Yeah. Um, I played through the first Dishonored and love it, uh, like everything about it. So I am super keen for Dishonored 2. I've been waiting very patiently for a year for more information on Dishonored 2 and finally we have it. So um, we thought that you could uh, your playable character would be Emily, the uh, Empress who you rescue in Dishonored 1, mm-hmm. but uh, it was revealed that you could choose to play as older Corvo or Emily grown up, yep. which I think is interesting. Um, you've got a lot of choice of things to do because you, there are missions in Dunwall and this new city that they were talked about um talked about um did anybody write the name of that city down Kanako no, I think it, it is it's too difficult to write it did start with a k yeah it was, i think it was like yeah. Kanako or something that sounds plausible um but yeah the other thing that they mentioned that i enjoyed was the fact that if depending on which player you picked it was more you also got different responses to things. Yeah, yeah. which it would was, make sense. It was more than just picking a gender, yeah. which I yes. found nice. It's like you're actually picking a different person. Well, you're picking from the empress of this city or you're, or from some guy who protects her, so you should get different Yeah, yeah. Who responses. went through all this turmoil. The yeah. empress will be like doing assassin missions and stuff, like the, similar to what you'll be doing as Corvo, but you have very different powers and skill sets. Nobody ever suspects the Empress. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, they mentioned that it was, was it 15 years after Dishonored 1? Yes. yes. Yeah. That was it. So it's it's set in the same world and it's, it will be interesting for players to revisit that um yeah. like that environment but um a few th- of the, the a bit of the feature list that they sort of went through um so it's running on a the, the void engine which is vague as hell but basically what they're hamming up is how atmospheric it is um and how plausible the environments are so each of the the streets are meaningfully laid out so people actually have a means of going from home to work the guy said and i'm like yeah. okay sure that just sounds like they just went, uh, we just moved some things around so it seems like we planned the map out. Yeah. Well, for so, for those of us who have been on Steam Greenlight and seen some of the yeah, of games on, on that platform, there are people who make games who have never set foot in a building before mm. because the way they design maps is so weird. There's just rooms with boxes and no windows and one... It doesn't make any sense, guys. Yeah, man. But, of course, like, this is the complete opposite of that. Um, it's also worth noting that they really emphasised um, the player experience and everybody having their own experience and their own way of tackling levels. There's going to be added vertical space to levels relative to Dishonored 1. And they, they showed off, like, a full... A fairly full playthrough of um, the Dust District, which was basically this industrial area where dust storms would hit at random. There was um, a gang called the Howler Gang, which floated around and uh, everything was wind-powered. 
And um, basically, um, whatever you sort of, however you tackle the the end boss to this level would uh, affect affect not only the district itself but um, the end game. Yeah, and, much um, like the first game. Yeah, so. and they they showed off a bunch of different powers, which I'm sure um, some are new and some aren't. Um, uh, including Far Reach, Mesmerize, Domino, Shadow Walk, and Time Travel, which was shown at a, a, a in another level very briefly. Yeah, that time travel stuff looked super weird and interesting. I don't know how they're going to implement it properly because, like, they they showed you entering a manor house and then looking through like this sort of projector Lens, thing yeah. at what the manor used to be like. So, like. And and then you jumped back in time, killed the dude, and jumped back to the present. And why would you jump back in time yeah, to kill that, the dude? Yeah, that was my issue. I didn't... Unless you're trying to murder everybody. Yeah. Like, there was no observable reason as to why they could either see you... Were stopping you to get somewhere or any of that. It seemed a bit OP. Yeah. Alex, yeah. you've got to get those hot achievos. <laughs> um, yeah, but- it just... It just- it was a little front weird and sort of hard to follow exactly what parts of the game they were showing and whatnot. And I got a couple of the trailers confused a little bit, but mm. like it didn't seem like there was really a reason why you would actually want to use time travel. Like um, well, besides- aside from that one door that you couldn't get through because it had yeah. broken. Solve puzzles, find the key that's only in past or the, yeah the gates it's, open in the past and it's locked in the present i i think a part of it is a part of their design um like outlook that it'd be weird if you only used it for puzzles when you can also use it for murder uh, and, and yeah. like in in terms of like the game's design it wants to give you meaningful tools that you can use in all the contexts in stealth and combat included i mean i could understand using so. the time travel to get around enemies in the present day it mm. just seemed weird that you were interacting with like, an enemy in the past one of the things that like no it wasn't even the past it was an alternate, alternate dimension time. Oh, yeah. alternate time. so okay. like had it been in the past and say you offering one guy cause that someone to go through the door and the door to be open mm. and that door being open reflects back in the present for whatever reason anyway you know, that would be interesting this is way too much speculation on one tiny thing yeah in, in um in the trailer but yeah. like we'll, we'll, we'll how do you feel about later. like the other powers that we saw they were pretty good yeah it seemed it yeah. seemed pretty cool far reach uh looked really cool i'm keen to try out shadow walk but it looks like you'll only be using that to murder people there was this in really was this, really brutal ways yeah there's this one that i missed the name of where um they they reached down and pulled the character in like the enemy into them far reach. yeah that's far reach. also oh, known okay, as cool. the force <laughs> Just yeah. all around us. One of the other, one of the others that <laughs> I liked the most all. was probably Domino. Yeah, like Domino being, looks super interesting. Like being able to like just like line up a whole bunch of different characters, like cause them to have the same effect, and then they just m- murder one of them, yeah. and they all drop. Yeah, or like you lure one of them out to knock them out, and the other guys just fall asleep at their post. Yeah, that would that would be, that's super. Re- that's super cool and useful for stealthing your way through a place. Yeah, so it seems really interesting. And, like, based on what I knew prior about um, Uncharted 2 relative to what I know now, I'm far more excited for the game. Dishonored 2? What did I say? Uncharted 2. Yeah. San, go home. No, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Um... So it's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC November of this year. Yeah, and they also announced that there would be a collector's edition, um, which Heavy will sigh. which will have a limited run and include um, one of the in-game rings. Yep. Um. So the mask. and the mask. 
Oh yeah, and the mask. I was really frustrated that the um, presenter was like, "This is the thing that everybody cares about: the special edition of our game." Maybe they, I mean, maybe pe- more people, maybe people are more than you realize. Maybe, maybe people care more about special editions than anybody in this room because I know I don't care. Yeah. Um, um, I care. Um, and I, like, I care about them, but I cared more about a release date and like in-game footage. It depends. On, I've been waiting for this for a year. For me, but, it depends yeah. on like how cool whatever it is that yeah, exactly. About it. I guess I guess if this is sort of a Bethesda thing because they did the same thing last year at E3 where they had that special as part of their press conference where they announced the collector's edition for Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah so maybe this one. is their thing where they just they want to as part of their big blockbuster game they're going to be pushing announce their collector's edition. Yeah, okay, yeah. And um, alongside um, the collector's edition, if you pre-order, I believe it's like they, they were unclear about this as well. Yeah, so for um, a limited time. Yeah, so if you pre-order the game, but I'm not sure if they specifically meant the collector's edition, you can also get um, Dishonored One with all of its no, DLC. I think it was a lot of them because I remember because yeah. I remember thinking that I would be able to do it. Yeah, I'm not sure what because they also mentioned pre-purchasing it online. Yeah, and, you, you and just the get game. The, um, because they did a like deluxe enhanced or whatever they end up calling definitive. it definition last year. Yeah, definitive. Um, yeah, and you'd get that for free, which that's really cool. Because obviously this is a story driven game. So, yeah. yeah. Um, if and it's a sequel, so if they've made it correctly, you should need to know some elements of the first game's story to understand mm-hmm. it fully. Yeah, or it would enhance your experience yeah. to yeah. at least some extent. I'm really excited to go back and play it on a newer console as well because it's been a while since I played it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that was chronologically everything that happened in Bethesda's um, press release. Um, so let's sort of go around the room and sort of give our favorite moment of um, the like the conference and our least favorite and then give our, our letter score. Let's well, start with you, Justin. Yeah, my favorite moment was Woo Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, never about the games, is it? Just, just I, I just... I just gotta love get the how excited memes. she was, and I just love that immediately Twitter was just all over it. Um, they need to sort. Of, we need to sort out what hashtag we're using because some people were using hashtag E Free Bethesda Excited Woman, and some people were using hashtag Woo Girl. Um, I feel like one of those is a better well, hashtag. The funny thing is, there was more than one. Yeah, no, there was definitely more than one. But there was a leader. Um, I yeah. did say at one point, that's the eight people that are still playing Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> and then they were like, seven million! And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that was probably my favourite moment. Like, I liked most of the games that they showed. Um, but, like, we sort of already knew about... Or we, I knew about Doom already, obviously. Mm. Um, Quake was pretty heavily rumoured. It's been rumoured for years they were going to do Prey, and I don't know anything really about the original. Um, like, there wasn't really anything there that was, like, brand new to me that I'd be super interested in. Um, uh, my least favourite bit, that there was no one more thing at the end. It sort of just ended a bit flat. Yeah, they um, kept teasing one more thing, and the one more thing was everybody in the conference room gets a free T-shirt. And this, yeah. is, this is my least favourite thing about E3 in general, is that these press conferences are streamed out to the world. 
So don't say in your press conference, by the way, everybody in this room right here gets a free Xbox One or gets a T-shirt or whatever, because like Microsoft did that last year when they gave them all an Xbox. Mm. Even though like, they're press and chances are they have one. Yeah, and also it's just like saying to you, it's like saying to everybody who's tuning in online, haha, you're not here, you're not as good as these people. Yeah, that's how that comes across to me. It's like we're fans. We want to know what's. We want to know what you're releasing, and we're keen to know. Yeah, what you're talking about. If you want to do that, just end your press conference, and then after press conference, just have somebody go on stage and say, "By the way, everybody here gets a t-shirt," and don't broadcast that on the internet. Although, to be fair, to people as they're leaving. Yeah. To be fair, I think something might have been mentioned about being able to win one from home. Okay. Uh, but, like, everyone was talking over uh, at that point, but, like, yeah. they were saying when you come back, the the presenters are always yeah, talking. Yeah, it's just... And it's the same thing where I, I, I understand why they say this, and it doesn't bother me as much, but when they say stuff like, and you'll be able to play it this week on the show floor, and it's like, you're broadcasting this to the world. Yeah, but, like... Not to that room. But that room but also that wants to know. That doesn't bother yeah. me as much as the free giveaway thing. So that's my lead, that was my least favourite thing. And your letter grade? Oh, um, B+. Plus. I thought this was a really, really solid show. Um, uh, Well-structured, well it flowed well. Obviously, they, they could have done some things that would have been more interesting to me than what they did. Like, Dishonored 2 looks great, but I'm not super interested in that game. Um, That's fair, yeah. I really wanted some something on the next Elder Scrolls. Obviously, that might be too close to Fallout 4, but... Yeah, no, B+. Plus. I thought they did a really good job, um, and most of my problems with it are, like, exclusive to me. I can recognise it was a good conference. Yep. Jared? Yeah. Um, my favourite moment was seeing Fallout Shelter for PC, because I didn't know that was <laughs> happening, and that made me the most excited. Um, so I... Like, I, I liked a lot of the stuff they showed off, and most of it I already knew was happening, uh, like, Dishonored, I knew it was happening. Uh, more Elder Scrolls stuff, we knew it was happening. We didn't know the details of it. More Fallout DLC had to be coming around the corner. Um, the I didn't know anything about Prey, and that was interesting, but it's, like, it hooked me. But I'm It's not... an appetizer, not a main. Exactly. And I missed the Quake. But we're having watched the trailer, I'm also interested... Um, not my... not everything can be your favorite thing, Jared. I, well, I like it all. It's just a giant cake to me. Okay, okay. leave me alone. <laughs> so if you don't give it an A, then I'm very confused. Well, well my least favorite moments mm. was every time there was a man on a stage clearing his throat. Yeah, it did happen a lot. <laughs> or just like I I don't care for devs explaining stuff at me. I would rather just read that all the details of that later and watch all the trailer footage. Um, so I, I, yeah, but someone needs to know all the data to write yeah. it up. Yeah, and it seemed like it seemed like the the press conference had a really nice flow to it, but it also seemed like a lot of the presenting bits were very badly scripted. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like there was just a lot of people not really being sure exactly what they were about to say. There's a lot of weird pauses for applause where clearly, like, the ex- crowd didn't want to applause at that point in time, but they They expected stopped, a so... larger po- uh, applause yeah. break, um, which is why I'm giving it a B, because mm. uh, I'm going to go back to it. The guy talking about the Dark Brotherhood uh, DLC, 
saying that it was a, a, the Dark Brotherhood has a dark backstory. Yeah, I th- he, <laughs> yes. he, he, said, like, he said something like excuse the joke or something, though. He I broke have, it up. I, it, was yeah. just, it was just weird, and that just, again, seemed like it was badly scripted. I am exactly. surprised that I'm giving it a higher no, grade than you. No, that was a different bit. It was no, the, no, but, was no but he bit. definitely said something in between the oh, fact okay. that he, he, he knew he that it was a bad yeah, thing. He definitely it was, said something afterwards, yeah. Because I yeah. thought you were talking about the quake and the quake no. aftershock. No, 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 no. no, no, no he no, no. did apologise for that as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the other dude did apologise for the fact that he was about to say the word dark again. Yeah, yeah it seemed like he realised what he was about to say as he said it, and it doesn't work as a sentence because you're saying the same word twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I again, I'm surprised I'm rating it higher than you. I thought you would have been I'm all just... over it for Dishonored 2. Yeah. And so I I'm I don't like the shameless cash grabs of special editions because I know I'm not going to get one. Yeah. After the Pip-Boy edition, like scalpers are going to be all over this and it's never coming to my house. Because I'm not going to get the chance to buy it. Yeah, Alex, what about you? Um, I liked most. I liked the quake bit the most. Um, I also liked, you know, the energy that you could feel in the room. Like there was a lot more of that than the E3 conference. The E3 conference. So the EA conference. Yeah, too many E's. Too, the EA con- the EA play conference was just dull. Yeah, it, it <laughs> seems like people wanted to be there. Yeah, and like like you're saying, woo girl. I did not hear a single person go woo in the EA conference. <laughs> you know, I mean, part uh, of that is that there was nothing at EA to actually go woo over, really. <laughs> to, be, and, to, to be fair, ooh. if Justin was at that conference, he would have wooed at Star Wars initially. I would have. Because I, wooed, I, I wooed at the office we were watching it at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of my least favourite parts was the fact that with Dishonored 2, they showed a lot of gameplay, and then they showed the gameplay trailer, which showed some of the same stuff again. Exactly. It was and that really... Po- yeah. You know, structured that, a little bit better. And it, that, to that me, it was like, okay, I recognise that bit from the gameplay. I recognise that bit from the gameplay and footage. The not like the roses. And yeah. The bit with, this bit's meant to have dialogue, but there's music over it. Yeah, it was... I, I would have rather had it been like, this is the trailer. And now, take a look. We're taking you in depth, guys. Yeah, take the, a better look. The traditional way you see that structured is gameplay is just coming straight out of something else. Gameplay trailer. Then person comes on say, stage and says, "That was the trailer for Dishonored 2. Now here's some of our devs to tell us more about it." Or they can use it as an ending transition, and they put it right at the end of the press conference, right before um, Adam Sessler and uh, what's the other name? Uh, Morgan Webb. Yeah, Morgan Webb. Um, come on and do the after show because that's a reasonable transition. It gives them some time to set up. Yeah, yeah. that and sort that, of thing. That's, that's fair enough as well. Yeah, like, I get that. But they didn't. Like it was close to the end, but it wasn't the end. Yeah, w- one of those two. But if they were going to do that, though. I don't know. I would have preferred. I always because we would have to just end on out. something rather than to just end with them saying, "Here's the developers from our studios. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bye." Um. So, what about your letter grade? Um, probably a B. Yeah. A solid B. Yeah. What about you, Sam? What do you reckon? Um. So, I think my favorite bit was the fact that they're just giving ongoing support to their games. Like the Doom stuff looks really solid. Um. I, I never cared for Elder Scrolls, but like I think I might actually give um, uh, Elder Scrolls Online a go, given the whole leveling, leveling thing and like the the lack of time investment. Do you mean Legends, the card game, or no, online? I mean, I mean online. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. 
Because, like, I think it's pretty cool that you can play with your friends at whatever level and you can explore at whatever your pace is yeah. right after you complete the tutorial. Um, it sort of lessens the whole time sinkiness that is associated with massively multiplayer online games. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and, like, the downside... And, like, I really enjoyed Dishonored 2, as I mentioned. Like, it, it excited me for the game. It looks really, really solid. Um, my least favorite thing was probably just, like, the dramatic change of pace, um, halfway through. Mm. So, like, I enjoyed everything being really fluid and really quick and really, like, concise, quick, like, straight to the point. And, like, I get that, um, you know, Dishonored was their, um, like, their big headliner thing. Um, but even after, like, after they started exploring the, like the sort of let's play part of it it slowed down so much yeah and like i enjoyed all the content was, that was there but it just yeah was a bit poorly paced from that point onwards felt like one video package on that game too many yeah um or like it maybe something could have just broken up the visuals but like i don't know like i was excited to learn but then i was like not again not not on my, like my like your press conference clock you have yeah. other things that you can be talking you've, about you've got excite the me for one hour yeah and you've got to maximize that time and i'm like i'm sure jared would say he loved all the info that he found out about dishonored too yeah but i think you could take even five of those minutes like one of those video packages and just use it for something else. I know, like, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel as dynamic as I would have liked. Like, I realized that E3 has traditionally a really poor, um, like, like success rate with, like, on, on-stage demos. Mm. But, like, if it would have been cool if the, the guy was interviewing one of the devs who was playing through that level. And, like, I realized that may have been a bit difficult to do but at least that way he can talk through it and be like you know and the controls are this and i'm doing this because i see this and yeah. i we designed and it so if... this works and it's just a bit more dynamic because you see people and like their reactions are real as opposed to something that's canned Even yeah if they pre-recorded the gameplay and then just had the dev and the yeah. guy chat about it while it was showing yeah well, that's what they did they had recorded somebody playing dishonored Two, and then the guy presenting spoke over it. Yeah, and so we spoke about things going to happen. Like that wasn't as cool as somebody saying, "I'm going to do this for these reasons." Yeah, yeah, and the presenter exclaiming vocally about it because they're just as excited as yeah. the audience to see it happen in real time. Yes, yeah. they could have showed that off better because it was. It looks like a really exciting game, and they were showing some exciting stuff, but it just felt like I don't know the voiceover was lacking that sense of energy about it. Yeah, almost. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I agree with the rest of you guys. I'd give it a B personally. Um, like never been, I, I, again, I've never been a huge fan of like the Bethesda catalog, but, um, they've given me some reasons to be excited this year. I guess that's all you can really hope for. Yeah. Um, we'll just pass it over very quickly to our executive producer, Michael, for his quick thoughts. Yeah, so overall with uh, with Bethesda, I was actually pretty impressed um, with how they managed it. But I think uh, any... again, it's so hard not to compare. Yeah, it to I was EA. about to say, I think any conference would look good when compared to 
what we had at EA this morning. We haven't seen Ubisoft yet. We know what they're traditionally like. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good, good call. <laughs> um, but overall... But that's for tomorrow. That's tomorrow's problem. <laughs> yeah, and and, and um, before, before I do this, I will say we... Uh, Player One's E3 coverage will continue with uh, Microsoft, uh, which whose conference is at two thirty in the morning. We'll be here watching that and then doing a podcast and broadcast on that, as well as Ubisoft uh, <laughs> and uh, Sony as well. Um, but yeah, my high point for this, um, probably Fallout Shelter on PC as well, because I think from what I've seen in that of that game, it could make a really good. Uh, PC game, um, and I'd like to try it out. And I don't really like playing games of that kind of scope on my mobile. Um, so yeah, I'd be keen to check that out. Low point was, as you said, San. Um, it just sort of lost pace for me, particularly as I wasn't that interested in Dishonored Two. Like I think the game looks good, but it just slowed down dramatically at that point. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Maybe not. Oh. oh, just before, like, I, I forgot this until just now. Um, I didn't much care for Come to QuakeCon. We'll announce more there. I'm like, but you have us all here right now. Yeah. Tell us stuff. Come on. Yeah. I think it's some t- sometimes, like, there can be those little frustrating teasers in, in conferences. I think it goes back to that efficiency thing. You've got our attention for an hour. Don't tell us to come back in a month. Yeah, we're months, already here. When you've got a, a, so when you're chatting about something for a third of your conference, take time off that, maximize your time that you've got my attention yeah, for now. Yeah, because keeping in mind, when you're doing E3 stuff and you have a press conference, you're on the front page of every major gaming like site. Yeah, that's hosting the stream on top of like YouTube and Twitch would be streaming this, and that that stuff is on their front page as well on top of being on like you're you're the face of e3 for an hour see but part of that for me was the fact that it wasn't it was more the fact that they have this community they don't want to they want to show off the fact that they do have this community that is still playing quake despite a new game not being made for at least i don't i think quake 3 came out like 10 years ago i mean i mean quake con sort of become like the general id software convention and then now the Bethesda convention, but why not just say uh, Quake will be playable there? It'll be really yeah. cool. Come along, and then whatever you're saving to announce there, put it here because you're not just on the front page of every gaming place and YouTube and Twitch, but like mainstream outlets like the Wall Street Journal and the New Yorker and things like that. That yeah. people who don't traditionally play video games, they're going to read it. They're going to hear about the stuff that was announced. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're totally hijacking um, Michael's review of Bethesda. No, that's okay. I, I guess. No, no it's okay. <laughs> We're um, off the show, guys. Overall, I would probably give um, this conference maybe a, a C plus. Yeah. Did like, and I think that's more because like similar to you, San, I don't have like the same interest in like the Elder Scrolls. Like, I think these games look great, but I'm not a big fan of open world games just yeah. because they they feel to me so undesigned. Like they're just big and kind of empty at points, um, in my opinion. But yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, but just a shame that pacing kind of dropped yeah. off at the end. Um, actually, one th- last thing. Uh, it has been fact-checked what I said about Quake 3. Yeah. Apparently, it came out something like in 1999. That's right. Yeah. So There, there has been a Quake 4, which was 2005, and Quake Live in 2010. So I, I never... Uh, I'd, been... I'd forgotten Quake, most Quake of... Live was like some weird browser free-to-play thing, though. Anyway, yeah. they've um, been churning out games, I guess, for um, a steady period of time, keeping it alive. 
it just felt like Bethesda was missing that one game ready to announce that would have just helped fill out the time a little bit better. Yeah. Even just something smaller just to, to fill five minutes. But they had that. They had Prey. Yeah. Yeah, but it just felt I just felt like at the end they just were missing something for five minutes just to take five minutes off Dishonored 2. Yeah. So Maybe think, they put I think Prey they at it, the wrong time or something like yeah. that. I just think they gave Dishonored to maybe five minutes too much. And yeah. I think that's where our sense of this isn't flowing as well yeah. the end is coming from. Yeah. Anyway, so that's um our um chat about Bethesda. Um, as Michael said, um, you can tune into a more E3 coverage tomorrow. Um, we'll be churning out some content surrounding Microsoft. I think Ubisoft is also tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and but we'll be doing uh every. Uh, content surrounding each of the press conferences you can check us out on social media facebook and twitter forward slash player one syn and you can find the podcast on omni app itunes and on the sin website by heading to syn.org.au and searching player one um so yeah this has been the player one group san justin michael jared and alex signing off for today This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash player one. 